your doctor, your nurse, they're not really creating a healthcare system for you. They're not helping you develop a plan that you're living by every day to just keep yourself healthy and avoid that sick care later. You're the only one that can do that for yourself. You know, as much as your doctor or your nurse might love you and really honestly, truly care about your your longevity and your health and vitality, they're not the ones coming home with you and cooking you a healthy meal or budding up with you when you need a workout buddy or putting some essential oils in your diffuser when you have the sniffles, you know, they can't do that for you. You are the only person that can do that for you. And that's why, you know, I'm always coming back to like, take charge of your health people. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Did you know that everyday products that we use play a huge but often overlooked role in hormonal imbalance? So much so that it impacts our menstrual cycle, our thyroid function, even our metabolism, which as we all know is regulated by our hormones. Now, over the years, for me, I have become more and more aware of what I use inside of my own household, from the toothpaste to laundry detergent to baby wipes, even coffee beans. Pretty much anything and everything that touches our skin or that we consume is scrutinized because I know that it all adds up over time inside of the body. And with the addition of our baby, I have become even more vigilant. Now, after having over 10 friends and colleagues get cancer diagnoses before the age of 40 and two passing away and me myself having my own autoimmune condition, removing as many toxins from our home as possible has become a massive priority. As a woman, it's important to understand the harmful effects of toxic ingredients in daily cleansing products, personal care products, even the furniture and the things that we're using on a day-to-day basis. We now know that there is strong evidence linking dangerous toxins and synthetics in our cleaning and personal care products to chronic diseases such as reproductive toxicity, autoimmunity, allergies, and cancer. Recent studies have found that parabens and phthalates show up in breast milk and body tissues from fragrances and xenoestrogens that are found in everyday products like deodorants, lotions, shampoos, even, gosh, even the toothpaste you're using every single day. Now, equally as important is the impact synthetic preservatives and fragrances are having on our environment. Persistent pollutants do not degrade, meaning they don't go anywhere. Instead, they remain in our water supply and our soil. And in turn, this affects our food and water supply that we consume on the daily. Now, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency said that the air inside of our homes is typically 200 to 500 percent more polluted than the air outside. Now, why is this? It's because of all of the different cleaning products, all of the different perfumes and fragrances and personal care products, even candles that persist in our household environment that end up on our carpets, our countertops, our floors, even in the dust on any any surface inside of our home that can easily get into our food, our water, and that can get into our respiratory system just by breathing it in. Now, the first step to reducing our toxic load is awareness. There are a lot of companies that are using greenwashing strategies to sell products, promising that their ingredients are safe, organic, natural, and this isn't always the case. 
It's important to always look at the ingredient list and even check with the Environmental Working Group website to see how that particular product rates. Now for me, when it comes to buying cleaning products and personal care items, I do my research before I go and buy anything. That way I've checked out the company, I've checked out the ingredients, and I've checked out the reviews to see if those products are truly safe and if they really are what they promise to be. You know, clean ingredients that are not going to impact our bodies in a negative way. Now, one of my best friends and environmental toxin experts, Laura Adler, she always says to me, the first three steps to reducing your toxic load is avoidance, avoidance, avoidance. It's a lot easier to keep toxins out of the body than it is to have to try and remove them from your body. And I 100% agree. Now, I also recommend resetting your gut and liver too to reduce your toxic load and to ensure your detox pathways are working like a fine-tuned machine. Because at the end of the day, even when we remove all the toxic stuff from our home, we replace everything with non-toxic options, we still go out into the world and we're still exposed to things in our home, whether we, whether we try our hardest or not. So we still do need to give our body a reset. We need to support our gut and our liver, our detox pathways. And the best way to do that is to focus on food and key nutrients to help heal the gut and heal the liver and reduce our inflammation. And that is why I personally run a 14-day detox program twice each year to give your body a much-needed break to remove some of the most persistent toxic buildup inside of the body. Plus, there are so many side benefits to a 14-day reset, which includes stabilizing insulin levels and giving your metabolism an extra boost and getting your energy levels back on track. Now, what I'm excited about is that I'm kicking off our next 14-day detox group literally right now because it's spring and it is time to just get into that spring cleaning mode even when it comes to our body. Now, we're starting our next live group on April 13th, which is plenty of time to join us. Now, I love this detox because 14 days is enough time to get all the gunk out so that the body can start performing the way that it's supposed to, even for those who are crazy constipated, because yes, that is a very big part of us recirculating toxins inside of the body. Too often, we don't cleanse gently enough for long enough to get real results. But this particular detox was designed to give you the perfect amount of time with the least amount of guesswork and hassle. Now, I built this program with a very busy person in mind. I built it for every busy woman who has a day job and a night job at home, who has to work, travel, and have family commitments pretty much all in the same day, right? Because that's how so many of us are operating 24-7. Now, over the last two years, I have launched this program with over 3,500 amazing people, and they have successfully completed the 14-day program and experienced incredible results in their energy, their sleep, their focus, their hot flashes, mood, and most importantly, metabolism. Many women love the food recipes, they love the self-care, and especially I and so many other women and people who do this, we love the community. And that is why I'm so excited to bring it back this spring because the community is incredible. Like there's nothing like people cheering you on all the way. So if you know your body needs a gentle reset and you want a community of amazing people supporting you and cheering you on, 
even when it feels hard. Because sometimes you have those moments during the day where it could feel, you know, like you are really doing something for yourself. Then join us. I will have a link to check out my 14-day detox and everything that's included. It'll be in the show notes for this episode, which is episode 260. Or you can simply go to drmarisa.com slash detox. All the information is there. All the different options that you can choose from that makes it the easiest for you are there. And I hope that not only you join us, but you bring a buddy because doing it with a buddy is even better. All right. Now today I brought on Samantha Wright to have a conversation around chemical awareness. And I want to talk about how we get started on finding the right products that are truly safe for ourselves and our family and how to be able to bypass all the greenwashing and figure out the easiest and simple way to make over our our home to create a non-toxic environment for ourselves and our family. Now, before I bring Samantha on, I want to quickly sing her praises. She is the host of the world's number one essential oil podcast, The Essential Oil Revolution, with over 4 million downloads to date. Samantha Lee Wright teaches others how to use the power of nature for better health and happiness. She's a master at helping people clean the toxins from their lives and take control of their health. She's a wife, mother, author, speaker, and a fierce advocate for living life on your own terms. Let's welcome Samantha Wright to the podcast. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Samantha Wright. How are you doing today, girl? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Marisa? I'm doing wonderful. So happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I love your show. I love all the work that you do. So it's really an honor for me to be here. And thanks for letting me talk to your people. Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is an area of focus that I love to dive into. And I know so often women are, when we're talking about reducing our toxic load and figuring out, you know, what we should be using in our household, not only for us and our family, it can be so, so challenging. So we're going to be talking about becoming a label reading ninja and really just understanding chemical awareness, because as you and I both know, chemicals are everywhere And I think sometimes people don't realize how much damage they can create inside of our bodies, not only in our our hormone system, our endocrine system, but also in our neurological system, our metabolic system, all of it. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of all of how to become label savvy, I would love for you to quickly share kind of what was that defining moment for you, Samantha, when you were like, I not not only need to double down on what is going on in terms of the choices that I'm making for for myself and my family, but also to educate other people. Yeah. I'd say it's been a really long journey for me ever since I was younger. I was reflecting on this today about sometimes I wonder why, why is it that women tend to be a little more aware or vigilant about understanding their options when it comes to chemical awareness or or healthcare or anything. And so for me, I was realizing, wow, like I really had my awakening moment when I was just, you know, a young girl looking for what my birth control options were. Like, and I, and I realized that almost every woman is going to have that similar experience. It's something that men don't necessarily have to go through at such an early age to be like, wow, I have to make this pretty important medical decision let me look at all my options. And so for me, that was my kind of awakening of, of going, wow, these options kind of suck. Like I did not like what all those options looked like. And it really led me down this rabbit hole of learning about my body more, learning about natural options more. And that opened a whole world for me of, wow, there's this 
huge medical establishment over here. They've got a lot going for them for sure, but they don't have all the answers and they definitely don't have all the, have all the answers for what I'm looking for. And so that was sort of my awakening and, and led me down a path of working a lot with women. I became a doula. I was on track to becoming a midwife before I became pregnant myself. And, um, and that's really where my passion got sparked. Um, then down the road, I was introduced to the world of essential oils And at that time, I was a young mom who didn't have a lot of time on her hands. I needed quick solutions that were easy and affordable. And essential oils came in my world and they were just the answer for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for introducing me to this world of essential oils because it's really, I feel like the mom's best friend for those quick, easy solutions. And and I just had to share that knowledge with people. So I started my podcast, The Essential Oil Revolution, where that's all we do. We deep dive into the world of essential oils in the framework of empowering you to take charge of your health. Mm-hmm. Love that so, so much. Okay. Well, I want to dive into, I just, I love the journey of like kind of needing to make those decisions, you know, finding out that a lot of the, you know, over-the-counter options are not the best options, especially for family, but especially for us ourselves. And then kind of figuring out what is the best kind of direction to go, not only for quick instantaneous solutions, but on also how to how to reduce our toxic load in our homes, whether it's making over personal care products, medicine cabinet, the cleaning cabinet. I mean, all of those areas is where we're getting exposed to chemicals on the daily. So talk to me about chemical awareness and why it is so important nowadays. I think that there are more chemicals today than there ever been. I would not disagree with you there. Yet the regulations and the rules surrounding the use of those chemicals has not changed. For over 80 years, I think the last time that regulations were even voted on, the last time that our Senate, which I'm I'm an American, so we live in the US, and the last time that our Senate was like, hmm, we actually need to take a closer look at what are the rules and regulations that companies who are selling products to people the rules surrounding what they can and can't put in those products. The last time that the Senate went to vote on anything like that was 80 years ago. So it's just sort of insane how much deregulation there is in that industry. When we compare America, especially to somewhere like the European Union, who's banned over 1,300 substances from being able to be used in cosmetics, compare that 1,300 chemicals and substances that are not allowed to be put in products over there. Guess how many are allowed or are banned from use in products in the US? I bet you know this answer, Marisa. I have known this answer. I know it's close to zero, basically. It's close to zero. It's 11. <laughs> it's, 11. Yeah, I, like, I yeah. think it's like under 20. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that just tells you like, okay, so this huge body of legislatures in this other part of the world has decided, you know what? These chemicals, we don't want them being used on our citizens. This is just not good for our citizens. The United States is like, meh. We're just gonna we're just gonna ban eleven of those, and and again because there's so much there's so much money and politics wrapped up in all this as well that we haven't even been able to bring this to a vote in the past eighty years. But when you look at the cosmetic industry, it's a five hundred and thirty two billion dollar industry per year. 
there is a lot at stake for people who have a slice of that pie. And it's one of the least regulated and most chemically laden industries in the world. And when we talk about cosmetics, we're also including like personal care, you know, deodorant, toothpaste, makeup. And then you also look at the average household products that we use every day, like cleaning products, window cleaner, air fresheners, all those things, same lack of regulation in that industry as well. So we're kind of the guinea pig error for you know, what happens to a society when we have such blasé approach to chemical safety and what we allow into our products. Thousands of these chemicals that are being used, there's no doubt. There's tons of studies and scientific proof that these chemicals can lead to cancer, can disrupt hormones, can cause birth defects, obesity, diabetes. All of these have been linked to these kind of products. So when you look at by the end of our lifetime, you and I, Marisa, are going to have 30 to 50,000 chemicals in our body that our grandparents didn't have. And that gives you an idea of just how this issue is escalating so much because nowadays there's so many products out there and no one is protecting you from these. You have to become a conscious consumer and you have to learn how to look past the greenwashing and really be able to tell what's in your product so that you can protect yourself and protect your family. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I was thinking about that, like how, you know, in particular, this podcast is all about becoming the CEO of your health. And it's really about ownership across the board. Like very rarely is, you know, when it comes to dealing with a chronic condition or especially our, our the our women's endocrine issues, we're not going to find a lot of support in modern, the modern medical model. We're just not. And then when it comes to getting to the root cause of things, which is really the driver of all disease, one of the top five root causes is environmental factors. It's an environmental toxins that we're being exposed to every single day. It absolutely is a part of our, it has to be a part of our, of our health journey is figuring out how and what we're using, we're consuming on a day-to-day basis to eliminate as much of that as possible. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation because women more than anybody, we are exposed to more of these chemicals than anyone else. And it's just because of the role that we play, whether it's cleaning or it's it's getting ready or whatever it may be. Like I think about all the things I've done this morning and then up until right now, you know, I was touching all kinds of things, you know, all kinds of cleaners and different things. Like my my son had a little, he had a blowout this morning and it got, you know, it, it got on his little, um, his little bouncer. And you're just thinking like, okay, like, what are we using for that? And so all these things, like you're putting your, your hands are in it, you're, you're, you're involved in it. And then just to get, you know, camera ready for this, for this episode. What does that look like? And then the, you know, the multiple products you use in the morning, you know, just to function every single day from brushing your teeth to, you know, using deodorant to not smell bad. I mean, you think about all those things that go on. By the time it's like noon, I, I want to say that the average person's using like 20 plus, they have their hands on at least 20 plus products of some kind that is going into the biggest organ of the body, which is the skin. So yeah, I would say that right now more than ever, we, we've got to be the big advocates. And I know you said we're kind of the guinea pigs, but honestly, I think we're starting to see 
we thinking about the 1940s, which was probably the last time we looked at regulations. And I think about the 1940s, the big slogan was like, make everything better through chemicals. And so it's kind of when when it's all, it all started. So I feel like even our parents' generation, like my mom, we're beginning to see some of that unfold as well. And like you'd mentioned, a lot of inflammatory conditions like cancer, particularly cardiovascular disease, diabetes, dementia, these are all inflammatory conditions. And best believe, you know, when people ask me about brain fog, I'm like, brain fog is an inflammatory condition more than anything else. Let's look at what kind of inflammatory issues we're having, what's driving this inflammation in our in our brain, in our gut that's leading to brain inflammation. And so I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I think of all the root causes that drive disease in the body, as although this one requires a lot of education or like a lot of kind of understanding, and I think the information's out there, I think it's the easiest to change. There's some root causes I think that are intangible. Like you've really got it like trauma and perceived chronic stress. Like those are, you can't just like swap those out <laughs> for other things. But this particular area I think is is actually one of the, the things that we have a lot more control and power of, but we have to have these kind of conversations to open the door for what's possible. Absolutely. Well, I love what you're saying too about women tend to be exposed to more of these things, but it also means that women tend to hold a little more power as well. Like you said, we're the CEO of our own health. A lot of women, especially not always, but a lot of the times the women are sort of the CEO of the household too, as far as deciding what they do and don't allow into their homes. And that's a pretty powerful place to be. So for people listening who are going like, oh my God, these people are exhausting me already. Like there's no way that I can get rid of my chemicals. They're everywhere. You know, what am I going to do? Like, instead of getting caught up in, in that exhaustion feeling or that outreach feeling of like, why is it so difficult to live a healthy life? Darn it. Then, you know, try to instead flip that into a feeling of empowerment and and power because really your where you vote with your dollars makes a difference and we've seen this for the past you know 10 years we see so many more natural green focused products coming to market from people demanding it, demanding, you know what? I don't want sulfites and everything. I don't want phthalates and everything. No, I don't really want to be inhaling carbon monoxide or whatever, formaldehyde that's in my air fresheners. Yeah. Air fragrances, exactly. So there's a lot more demand because of that power of where you vote with your dollars. With that, you also have to be aware of greenwashing, which we can get into if we have time. And we just also have to be conscious consumers and make those choices. It only takes, you know, five seconds to read the back of a label. And if you're willing to do that, you will automatically start making your home a healthier place. Mm, absolutely. I absolutely agree. It's so funny. We we when it came to our son it was getting ready, getting his nursery ready, getting everything ready. And, you know, it's so funny because I want people to know that there's going to be different levels in which you are going to level up reducing your toxic load. And I would say over the last decade, I've leveled and leveled and leveled, continuing to level up. But I would say that I took it to another level. My husband's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this is, this is next You spent how much on a baby mattress? (laughs) He's like, exactly. Oh my God. (laughs) My mama bought it. But I remember my mom's boyfriend was like, you spent what on a, on the mattress? And I was, like it's the only one where where that's approved by me but like the rug the curtain panels i mean everything everything got scrutinized everything the diapers all of it the wipes the oil that we put on the baby i mean everything everything and anything and then i mean and unfortunately not all of our house is completely redone but the one room that he's not in is 
because <laughs> he's not in there yet. <laughs> but even the wood, everything that went into that room, I just, it was, a, it was crazy. It was, you know, and the beautiful thing and the reason why I'm sharing that is as extreme as it may sound, I think that that is just so, so critical. Babies are so much more, more susceptible to toxins entering their system, but ultimately it has major profound imp- impacts on their on their metabolic system, their growth, and their neurological system. And it's a win for everybody in the household if all of those things are happening, you know, we're making those big changes. But the great thing about it is that although there was a little bit of research that went into it, the information is out there. And if you're willing to get in it and tackle one thing at a time, these changes can absolutely be made. And some of them can be made really affordably. Now, not all the things we did were the most affordable changes. Of course, but at least the options were there. I mean, had you been doing this 20 years ago, those higher cost options probably wouldn't even have existed. No, no, we have absolutely people who have been voting with with their dollars, just like we vote with our forks. And lots of changes are happening and things because people are making that demand, organic and non-toxic options that are using really healthy ingredients, they're becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And I always say like when it comes to, you know, our health overall, you know, at some point we're investing, either we're investing now or, you know, unfortunately we we are investing later in those crazy high cost medical bills. And so I always want to just kind of put that into perspective is that, yeah, we're, you can maybe spend a little bit of money at the moment, but we're talking about cellular longevity. We're talking about vitality. We're talking about, you know, quality of life. And I believe that we all deserve qual- a really high quality of life for as many years as possible. And if we're dealing with chronic conditions and illnesses due to inflammation because of some nasty, nasty chemicals, you know, you can't really put a price on that. Yeah. Exactly. Well said. And I always say there's this misconception that we have a healthcare system. We don't really have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system and it has its place. And I'm not saying you should ignore your doctor or never go to the hospital, but I really like to focus on empowering people to create their own healthcare system because we've got, you know, sick care. You can go and get help if you need, but your doctor, your nurse, they're not really creating a healthcare system for you. They're not helping you develop a plan that you're living by every day to just keep yourself healthy and avoid that sick care later. You're the only one that can do that for yourself. You know, as much as your doctor or your nurse might love you and really honestly, truly care about your your longevity and your health and vitality, they're not the ones coming home with you and cooking you a healthy meal or budding up with you when you need a workout buddy or putting some essential oils in your diffuser when you have the sniffles, you know, they can't do that for you. You are the only person that can do that for you. And that's why, you know, I'm always coming back to like, take charge of your health people. Mm-hmm. Well, and doc- doctors will know what they know and they're following protocols and they're not deviating from that plan. And they're not deviating from protocols that were created, you know, sometimes decades ago too. It takes a long time from cutting edge research to get to bedside. And so just know that as well. Yeah. I can share a quick story about that too. It's not necessarily essential oil or chemical related, but my, uh, my daughter, she's six years old. Now she was diagnosed with juvenile idiopathic arthritis when she was four years old. She, out of nowhere, her joints started just swelling up. Her knee at one point was the size of a softball and she's, you know, skinny little thing. She was limping around in a lot of pain, took a while to figure out okay, this isn't a physical injury. We thought it was, you know, maybe she sprained her knee somehow. Took a while to get referred down to the best pediatric rheumatologist in our area. 
So we went down and saw them. They said, oh, this is textbook JIA, which is juvenile idiopathic arthritis, which essentially means it's kind of like rheumatoid arthritis, but for a child, but that word idiopathic basically means we have no idea why this is happening. And they explained it to me this way. They said, okay, so your daughter's immune system is essentially attacking itself. It's attacking the healthy tissues within her body for no reason. And I just kept, I'm a very nice person. So I kept being very nice and, and trying to dig a little deeper, but just kept asking the question, yeah, but why? But why? Like this does not why make any sense yeah. to me. And, and it took me really educating myself, working outside of that system because, you know, for in their eyes, this was textbook, JIA. Now the course of action is to pump her full of immunosuppressants and steroids for at least three years. And it just never sat right with me. And I am empowered enough to be comfortable to say, you know what, thank you for your opinion. And that's what I call it, an opinion. I'm going to go do a little more research and, and figure out some things. I had to push really, really hard and fight really hard for them to even test her for anything else, including which one was Lyme disease. The first test came back negative. It took me really educating myself and learning that the false negative results for a Lyme disease test is 50 to 80% false negative. So I said, test her again test her again. I had to push so hard. Finally, they tested her again, got a positive Lyme diagnosis, which completely changed the trajectory of her healthcare. Pretty much the worst thing you can do for someone with Lyme disease is to pump them full of, of immunosuppressants and steroids. It, it will grow the Lyme. So, you know, it's just one example of how you really can't take for granted the importance of being your own self-advocate and empowering yourself with that knowledge and to be open and trust your gut, you know? Absolutely. Well, we all deserve to know the why. I, I tell women all the time, like, you know, women reach out to me are like, I, you know, what do I do with, I had a hysterectomy, you know, what do I do now? And I'm like, we got to find out what what was the reason why you had to have that hysterectomy? Like there was something that drove that, that ultimately, you know, that's just one example. But I think about like, what's driving the autoimmune condition? You know, why aren't we looking? Is it a nutrient deficiency? Is it a gut issue? Is it environmental toxins? Is it heavy metals? Is it a pathogen like Lyme? Like what, what's going on? And that's not, that's, that's, they don't go there. That's not what they're investigating. They're like, this is what it is. Here's the course of action. And it's not like, but wait, if we can't figure out why she got this in the first place, we're going to be in this course of action forever. And those co- that course of action has massive consequences. I totally understand where you're coming from, you know. So I so appreciate you sharing that story. And I think about you talking about the the birth control story like as well. And I think about like there's very few options in the birth control realm, hormonal birth control. I'm actually not a fan of hormonal birth control. I mean, I love it for the fact that it's great for if that's that's the option someone chooses for, you know, not trying to get pregnant. But the fact that we leverage it for every period problem that there is, it, the question I always have to ask, why are we having the period problem? Because your, your period isn't the bad guy. It's just a messenger. It's just saying, hey, 
please help me over here. I am struggling. The hormones aren't working right. What's the driver of that? Why why are we having these issues? And so I just love that that one of the root causes we're talking about today. It's a big one because it's 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 the one that is the most to me. It's it's so pervasive. Chemicals are everywhere. They're literally they're baked into the table that I'm using right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, off gassing off of my because yeah, this this dresser in this bedroom that wasn't a baby dresser. I bought that before the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's off gassing. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. So let's talk a little bit about what are we talk so much about this on the show too, but what in your opinion is the first place to start? Because as I look around the room, I I, I can see how people could feel overwhelmed about like, oh my gosh. Everything, everything's got to go. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's I am so not an extreme mom. You know, it's like we need to approach this all of us with zero mom guilt, with grace, with allowing ourselves to take it one step at a time. You know, and I tell people, you know, I've had people say, "You know what, Sam? I just can't afford a $10 bottle of shampoo. You know, I'd rather put $10 towards, you know, a really good food option that my my kids are eating, like better bread or something." I said, that is fine. You have to make those different priorities for yourself. So take this one step at a time. I would say one easy place to start is just to start making your own all-purpose cleaner or finding an all-purpose cleaner option that you feel is safe for you. Because every surface that you're spraying that on, you're breathing it in as well. And so, you know, my all-purpose cleaner just lives under my, my sink pretty much the only cleaner I use and my kids can use it, which I love. So my kids can spray it around. If they spray it in their mouths or their eyes or they breathe in it or something, it's okay. I don't have to call poison control. And that's just a really easy place to start. It's it's pretty much edible. So you can make your own really easily. There's tons of recipes online. Um, A quick one I'll give here is mine is just uh, one and a half cups of hydrogen peroxide. So it's a lot of hydrogen peroxide, one cup of white vinegar, and then one tablespoon of your favorite liquid Castile soap. I really like Dr. Bronner's. You can get it anywhere. Works really well. And then from there, you can just throw in 20 to 40 drops of essential oils, which is, which is a lot of oil. But this makes, this makes like a, a quart of cleaner. I like to use lemon, eucalyptus, and rosemary beautiful scent. And that lemon, especially any household cleaner you're making on your own, put a lot of lemon oil in it. Lemon is such a powerful cleanser and it leaves everything sparkling and it smells amazing. So that's just one really easy place you can start. I love it. I love it. That's a sexier recipe than than the one I've got. And I love that. We also, we're one of the companies we're using now, if I don't have time to make something as Branch Basics, but I love your recipe. I haven't ever used hydrogen peroxide in my cleaner before. I yeah, love give it a try. And then if it's not strong enough, you know, just sprinkle some baking soda o- over it and it'll it'll come off. Yeah. <laughs> baking soda is your best friend. Yeah. We use, uh, today for the blowout situation on the Baby Bjorn, I used Castell soap. I was like, okay, what would I have real quick? I love that. Okay, so all-purpose cleaner can be the only cleaner you use. I love that. And what I love so much about that recipe and so often any all-purpose cleaning recipe is that you most likely have all of these ingredients inside of your in your your cabinet already or in your refrigerator in both. And so that makes things so much easier. That's an easy way. Where is the next place that you would recommend we tackle? 
Yeah. Second, I would start to really narrow in on the word fragrance. And that's when I, when I say, I like to teach people how to become label reading ninjas. I have some cheat sheets and, you know, I can, I can share the download for that. that have, you know, like 15 different chemicals to be aware of, but I feel like when people are just getting started, I'm like, just start with fragrance because everyone can remember that word. It's easily recognizable. And it's one of the most deceptive of the ingredients. You know, people, if they're reading an ingredient on the back of a, of a label and it's so long that they can't even pronounce it, or it obviously sounds like it's a little bit too complicated to be healthy for them, then they can kind of intuitively be like, "Mm, maybe I'll skip this one. But fragrance, they see it on the back of a label and they're Usually most people are like, oh, it's fragrance. It's harmless. It's fine. It's just smell good stuff. But you and I both know, I'm sure in the essential oil world, especially there is a huge difference between fragrance and smell. When you see the word fragrance listed as an ingredient, sometimes it's listed as perfume or perfume as well. It's really code for an engineered scent or flavoring that contains anywhere up to 3000 different stock chemical-based ingredients, many of which are known hormone disruptors or allergens. And these fragrance formulas are formulated and then protected by law as trade secrets so that that company doesn't have to divulge all the crazy chemicals that they put into their product. So it's one of those sort of red tape loopholes that exist in manufacturing where a company might know, like right now, sodium lauryl sulfate is kind of unpopular, right? People don't like sodium lauryl, lauryl sulfite. I can't, can't talk right now. Anyway, people like are starting to understand this buzzword. So if someone looks over in the ingredients list and they don't see SLS on there, but they see the word fragrance on there, there's no way to tell if that SLS is just hiding in that fragrance. There could be 3,000 different chemicals hiding in that word fragrance. And so it's one of the easiest places to start. And in fact, the American Dermatology Association has said that fragrance is the biggest cause of cosmetic contact dermatitis in the world, even more than poison ivy. So it's a very deceptive term and a super easy place to start. I absolutely agree with you there. Yes, fragrance has got to go. Um, and yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, it's it's amazing to me that so so many chemicals can hide under that one name. That it's that's it's such an it's such an insidious business that that they can do that, whether it's your lotions or your moisturizers or your deodorants or whatever it may be. There's so much that we can hide in there and that that's really scary. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those ingredients too, that when you cut it out, you by default are also cutting out a lot of other things just because the type of products and the type of manufacturers that are going to use fragrance are probably also using all sorts of other junk that you don't want to be using either. (laughs) Absolutely. And again, you're talking about greenwashing. Let's talk a little bit about that because it's, it is scary. One of the, one of the things, and I don't know how this ended up happening. It's, you know, we have a really incredible assistant here at the house and I was using an organic detergent for our little, our little one. And she went to the store to go and buy that. And I hadn't looked what she bought. It was a similar brand, but ultimately it, it had SLS in it and it had a fragrance in it. And I wasn't, I just wasn't the thing I was paying attention to. I don't do the laundry. 
And within a, about a week, the baby started getting these these little these this kind of rough skin, and I was like, and but it wasn't in his diaper area, it wasn't on his face, and I was like, I don't know about, I don't like this, this doesn't feel good to me. And I went out to go see what we're using. She was supposed to be using a different one, and I don't. It's just the mix up happened, and I grabbed it, and sure enough, I immediately started reading the ingredients. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my God. So we, we took every, I mean, everything got washed. Everything got rewashed. Everything got re-rinsed twice because we had to get rid of all of it. And then I started using a, a really gentle salve with essential oils in it with chamomile and lavender and frankincense to kind of heal his little skin up. And thank goodness this, this was like a week ago. Everything's, everything's good. Everything's good to go again, but it's crazy. Like how, what was seamlessly a really safe, it was in the green area of Whole Foods. It literally looked like the exact other container we had bought. She thought she got the right one and I didn't question it. It looked the same to me. Right, exactly. We had a situation on our hands. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, greenwashing just sort of by definition is when a company markets a certain product as if it is healthier and more environmentally friendly than it actually is. And they do this through a variety of ways. They put it in a in a brown paper bag colored bottle mm-hmm. or bag. Or green. Or green. They use words like natural or maybe the word organic is sort of smushed into their their product name. Like what's an example I saw the other day of like, you know, it was like simply organic coal or something like that. Or, or like organics or something organics. like that. Yeah, something like that. It's like, well, just because it sounds like the word organic doesn't make it organic. The word natural is probably one of the most deceptive because the word natural or all natural even does not hold really any value as far as what they are and aren't allowed to put into that product. The word certified organic is helpful for sure. I'd say that's one of the ones, you know, USDA organic or or certified organic is one that does hold some weight. So that is like a place to start, but it's not like the end all be all either. So um, other ways that they greenwash too is putting pictures of like lavender fields on or saying, I think the most deceptive is like this product made with with organic ingredients or with natural ingredients, which basically just means some of the ingredients in here are not harmful for you, but there's no guarantee that the other ones aren't. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. And that's what happened with our laundry detergent. Like, and so this could happen. It can happen to any of us. It happened to us in our home. It happened to my little baby. I was so upset. And um because I was like, how how does this get by? You know, and and so talk about baby skin being a litmus test for things that one one shouldn't have in their household. But yeah, it is so easy to get tricked. It is, it is, and and I'll say, you know, the only guarantee that you know exactly what's in all your products is if you make them yourself. Me being a busy mom who doesn't particularly love DIY either, I do make some of my own products. Like I have my own essential oil, like face serum that I make and things, but I don't really like DIYing all the time. And so I have just sort of deferred to buddying up with certain companies that I typically buy online from because in order for 
a company who's making actually truly good for you products and good for the environment, the price points for their products have to be higher. They just have to be. And so they almost all the time, they just cannot compete with what's on your grocery store shelf because it costs millions of dollars just to get on that grocery store shelf. And if their bottle of, let's say, laundry detergent is sitting there for $10 and then the product next to them that looks green, it looks good, but it's actually not is sitting there for even a dollar less, even just $9. No one's going to buy the $10 product if it's sitting right next to it on the shelf. So I've really diverted to mostly online shopping and just getting to know certain companies that I buy from that I know have my best interest at heart and have the environment's interest at heart as well. And I think that there's so many options out there for that now. And online shopping is becoming so popular that it's really, once you get in a rhythm of like getting your auto ship, you know, brought in once a month, like I, I buy from, for my laundry products, there's just one company and that's what they specialize in is just laundry products that are all natural and there's zero waste as well, which I love. They send you the refill packets every month. They're called My Green Fills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we support them. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're great. I'm sure if you have like a, a link to share, put it up for everyone, but they're great. And so I've just kind of learned to stop buying these things from the grocery store unless I'm in a huge pinch because I just can't trust those products as much as direct, like from company to consumer type products that aren't aren't trying to compete for those million dollar shelf space, right? <laughs> Totally. So true. So true. And I agree. Yeah. Have some, so some of our things are do it yourself. And I have a whole book on literally essential oil, do yourself recipes, but I don't always have time for that as well. So there are definitely things where I, I go and buy, we buy online, we're on auto ship for those things that we know we need. Like I'm not making baby wipes. I'm not, do you have any baby wipes? I got time for that. Got time for that. So I'm not making baby wipes, but like I think about all the things that we do, we do have made versus the things that we buy. But it, you know, there's just that fine balance of doing that research. Like I'm not making makeup, you know, and so right, that's, right, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can, it's about finding a balance yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Okay, talk to me. Let's go into a little bit of us. You and I both are essential oil lovers, but talk to me about how essential oils can fit into into this. Sure. I mean, essential oils, you and I both know, fit into our lives every day in so many different ways. I think for this conversation, the the easiest way that they incorporate is just through that DIY sort of approach. You know, they, especially for people who are really attached to their smells and their fragrances, they don't want to let them go. You can easily replace those kind of artificial fake fragrances for essential oil fragrance. And you're getting, not only are you not getting exposure to those chemicals, but you're getting all those benefits of essential oils too. We know that inhaling and smelling essential oils is so good for our moods, our emotions, our hormones, our digestive systems. Every aspect of our body is benefited when we're inhaling and interacting with essential oils. And so you know, even just replacing your air freshener with a diffuser. And then you can have so much fun concocting all your different essential oil recipes. You know, I love orange oil. Like orange oil to me, even just on its own, is so uplifting and so encouraging. Like I don't feel the need to spray my home full of, you know, formaldehyde-laden fragrances. I can just push a button on my diffuser and then concoct all sorts of fun things. Orange oil, lavender, eucalyptus, 
rosemary. I love frankincense. I could just smell frankincense all day. And, you know, not only does it make my house smell amazing, but it calms my entire nervous system down. Um, it makes me feel grounded. So there's so many benefits to that as well. And then sort of the conversation we were having earlier, just about self-empowerment and being, being the CEO of your health, essential oils to me represent a toolkit that I can go to, a toolkit of solutions that just through a little bit of research, I can say, ooh, you know, I have a little headache or I feel a little nauseous. You know, let me see what my essential oils can offer me and I'll pick up some peppermint. Maybe I'll put a drop on my tongue and it'll quash my headache and get rid of my nausea. Or maybe my kid, you know, has the sniffles and instead of just waiting it out or calling the doctor and saying, you know, do I need to come in? And what do you got for me? Usually all they have is antibiotics. Then I can say, you know what, let me be proactive. Let me put some uh, frankincense in the diffuser. Let me uh, rub some tea tree on their chest. And so for me, it just represents a toolkit that I always have to go to, to help me stay in charge of my health and be proactive and stay healthy instead of waiting to get sick. Mm, I hear that. Yeah. My favorite swap for essential oils is really swapping out the medicine cabinet. You know, I I woke up today because the baby was in bed with me in the morning and my neck was totally tweaked. And so using, I immediately, I just grab oils for that. I have a blend that's already pre-made and a roller for that, literally. Like they're just so great to have these pre-made solutions too. Once you know what's working for you and your family, just have them in little rollers or have them in pre-made little salves or whatever it is, whatever works easier for you. And you can just grab and go whatever you need. So I, I agree that that's such a great little way. It's the first thing we grab first. You know, when my husband came to me today with a, he's got his, like one of his fingers is a little bit swollen around, you know, his cuticle. And um, and he knows what to use. He's like, you know, it's some melaleuca, maybe a little, you know, like a melaleuca roller. And I was like, yeah, no, and just be consistent. I always tell people when anytime it comes to health and with essential oils too, it's about consistency. And so, yeah, he just a little bit of validation there. And I'm like, make sure, and I'm like, just have it next to you so you don't forget to keep putting it on all day. But yeah, that's you know, these are the conversations we've had already today or things that we've used today because it's what we use first. Right, exactly. And it can be easy to feel a little overwhelmed when, when you're first getting started with essential oils because there's so many different ones. And then there's all the arguments online about which one's the best. And then there's all the like myths and misconceptions about how, you know, they're dangerous and they're going to kill your cat and like all, you know, all this stuff. So it's really easy to feel overwhelmed. But at, at the end of the day, it is really very simple. They are simple tools that come from nature that you, I believe people, intuitively know how to use. And so my podcast, you know, for example, we have, we have over 250 episodes and every episode is about essential oils. That is what the podcast is about. Just essential oils. We have never run out of topics to talk about and we go in depth. We go deep. We have people who come on and share all the the stories about how it helped them with their depression or their Crohn's disease or postpartum or whatever. But at the end of the day, you could go and listen to episode one of my podcast and walk away and never come back and you'd know how to use essential oils. So as fun as it is to go super in-depth and hear all the different ways and all the different essential oils and, and how to use them, you don't need, it's not rocket science. You know, you can, you can use them and they're really easy and they are very safe. Just need to learn a few basic safety, you know, guidelines and you're good to go. 
Mm -hmm. I love that. Love that so much. And I 100% agree with you. Yes, despite all the the crazy stuff you can see online, there are millions. We're talking about millions upon millions of people and families and children using oils around the world and (laughs) and animals too. Yes. Um, Using with and with great success and great results. I always say they're like they're an instantaneous win when it comes to our healthcare needs. Okay. So you've got, because I know people are like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm ready to make some some detoxification changes, reduce my toxic load in my home. And you've got an awesome little, you've got an ebook for us, The Ultimate Tox-Free Home Guide, which I love. So you've got checklists and printouts. So to just really begin to implement that, like to take a weekend and start start doing the work. Yeah. So that's free for everyone to use. It's sort of like my baby step starting place for people that really just need a little encouragement. They need a little cheat sheet they can print out and bring to the grocery store with them just to avoid those top 15 chemicals you do not want to be using that are in your products. So yeah, it's a really great place to start. And we'll, we'll put a link to that in your show notes. I'm sure it's also, if you go to my Instagram, which is Sam Lee, Wright, S-A-M-L-E-E-W-R-I-G-H-T, Sam Lee, Wright. I've got a link tree there and there's a link to that as well. You can download for free. Perfect. And then also the podcast is just really quickly share one more time. Sure. It's the essential oil revolution. Perfect. Anywhere else, Samantha, honey, you want us to go check you out. Yeah, I'd say if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's the place I'm I'm the most active. If you're looking for even more resources, I have, you know, I have courses and I have books like DIY or buy guides that you can buy. And those are all on the podcast website, which is revolutionoilspodcast.com. Perfect. All right. We'll have all of that in the show notes, my dear. It was such a pleasure to have you. Oh my goodness. And so, so grateful to just really dive into the whole world of of toxic consumable products not only for our for you know mainly for our skin you know it's it's very much those those products are what's going and being absorbed into our skin and i think the more that we get educated about this about what solutions we have and how to become more savvy the better choices we're going to be making for ourselves and our families so thank you Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate coming here and sharing and speaking to your audience. And again, I love the work that you do and and you are empowering so many people to take charge of their health and anyone who's doing that work, I just, I wanna give you praise for that. You're doing a great job. Thanks so much, my dear. I'm looking forward to talking with you soon. My hope that after hearing our conversation today, you are feeling more empowered to make over your own home with such ease and grace. What I love so much is Samantha has laid out some really simple ways to make that happen, but she's also created her ultimate toxin-free home guide. And this free guide, literally checklist, printouts, everything to go toxic-free a breeze. Now, I will tell you, over the last decade, I have chipped away at this. And to be able to have a guide that offers checklists and offers printouts to just make it so easy is something I highly recommend grabbing. So I will have the link for her ultimate toxic-free home guide inside of the show notes for episode 260. And also, if you are ready to not only spruce up the house, give your house a massive spring cleaning, 
but also give your body that reset to support your gut, your liver, your energy, and your metabolism. Then join me and hundreds of detoxers for just 14 days. Like, give me 14 days to turn it all around, to give you that reset, to help support your body. I mean, we can do anything for 14 days. And what if on the other side of that 14 days, you had more energy, you were sleeping better, you felt like your body and your metabolism was working for you. And that's exactly what I know is going to happen. So I will have the link in the show notes for the detox. You can get signed up. Again, grab a detox buddy, someone who's willing to do it with you because it's so much fun to do it with someone. And I will have the link for episode 260 in the show notes or go to drmarisa.com slash detox to join us in this incredible community of people who are ready to make a massive transformation in their health and their energy and their metabolism. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Essentially You podcast. It is always a pleasure to be able to share simple ways to just make massive transformations in your health. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about unlocking your resilience during times of adversity. Goodness knows, I know that we've had to step up our level of resilience because times have been adverse. That is for sure. And I'm super excited to bring on Kamal who is going to really just shed light on how to leverage community, how to leverage mindfulness to create that resilience with a lot of ease and grace. So I can't wait to have that conversation next week. Until then, have an amazing week. I'll see you on the next episode. 